So what you're saying is you got to wait to get to the good stuff. you got to kind of work through some of the early beginnings, figure out... This sounds like life was the Bob. And then get to the good stuff in the end. Is that the way it works? I was trying to make some sort of parallel with the movie that I'm not. I see. Oh. I still have more to look forward to. <laughs> Welcome to wherever you are. It's Ryan McNeil, Toronto, Canada. It's the first dispatch from Wicked Little Town, the Matt Necast offshoot to, dedicated to the goings-on at uh, TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival, the 44th annual Toronto yeah. International Film Festival, uh, happening now uh, until September 15th uh, here in my hometown, Toronto, Canada. It is uh, day three as we sit here. The sun is just about set on day three. Sun? You see a sun? There was sun earlier. Okay. It's gone now. It's it's twilight. Just take your uh, report. You know, no, no vampires, but uh, but twilight has arrived on day three. Uh, we're at Queen and John here in Toronto, Canada, and uh, I'm sitting with a longtime friend, many time guest of the show. Although we discovered earlier on today, it's been a long time since we've sat during TIFF and recorded yes. something. Apparently, um, Bob Turnbull is here. How are you, Bob Turnbull? I'm pretty well, pretty well. Um, yeah, day three. Mm -hmm. We've still got another eight days left. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm doing good. It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's what uh, people need to understand <laughs> about Tiff. We were talking earlier about how you know people we know and people we're friends with are like, oh, I'm already on 10 film scene, 12 film scene, 15. It's like, guys, pace yourselves. Well, I did just see my 10th, but that's okay. Pace yourself. I am. Drink your water. Take your meds. Take, take your sleep. I'm taking care of myself. Have I'm you eaten well. a green vegetable this week, Bob? I uh, had one earlier today, actually. Wow. Not, not much of one, but it was... Is, is the green peppers on your pizza? Oh, no, I would never do that. Mm. It was broccoli uh, within a larger dish. Anyway, I see. I see. That's good. It's, it's good that you're. Nobody cares about my eating habits right now. No, but I mean, it's important. That's the thing. Is like during a festival, I think people don't realize we are eating like crap for for a week and a half. Basically, we're eating a lot of slices of pizza, a lot of sandwiches, a lot of bagels. We do go, you know, restaurants here and there, and pubs here and there, but. You know, we're, we're not putting the best of stuff into our bodies. You can get halfway decent food fairly quickly around Queen Street. You know, there's, there's you, a Vietnamese place. One ginger up on Queen is fine. Fine. Huge fine. portions. Fine is but, not you know, good. Healthy, you know. Just taking my medication right yeah, now. Yeah, see? That's what I'm saying. Um, we have just come away from a film, which is not going to be high on a lot of people's radar, but I do want to talk about it because, uh, you know, I, I like to start with the common experience. We came away from a film that's kind of a co-production of a bunch of different countries, but I think the story itself is primarily Italian. Yes. Uh, it's a story called Love Me Tender, uh, directed by Claudia Renicki. Um This was... I didn't know too much about it going in. I think I knew even less about it once it started. And, <laughs> and I, how do you feel after it's ended? I, I, I'm charmed as hell. I mean, this yeah, is yeah. a movie. Yeah. The first, almost the first entire hour is one long, secluded, anxious look into the life of this uh, mid-twenties woman um, whose mother dies very early in the film and whose father takes off. Like, her father leaves her a note on the fridge that is simply says, I left, signed Dad. And, and then we just follow this woman named Secunda for another 100 minutes. Uh, we, didn't, we haven't talked about it yet. Like, what did you think of what we just saw? Oh, I, I, um, I'm with you. I, I really did enjoy it, but I wasn't sure about halfway through because it is very much this very internal version of what she is. But as things... Um, 
as she internalizes more and more, things actually open up on the screen. And I think that's when the movie really started to work for me, when a lot more humor came into it. Dark though some of it is, Very and twisted. absurd yeah. as much as some of it is, yeah. and you're never quite sure what really is happening. She's struggling with a number of different things. I I started to empathize with her more, but she's not the easiest person to like. No. Uh, especially at one point in the movie where she does something, and I think there's four or five walkouts right at that point. Yeah. Uh, because how dare she do that to, I don't want to give too much away, yeah, yeah. but you know. It, it's, I mean, that's that's kind of the thing of, of, of any film festival and a tip is, you really don't entirely know what you're getting into. I mean, you know what you're getting into in a film like Joker or a film like The Lighthouse or those kinds of films that have a lot of things written about them or even a handful of trailers. I mean, the Venice winning film Joker? That would be the one. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. But I mean, when it comes to something like Love Me Tender that's in a program like Discovery, you know, by a, a director who's not well-known, starring people who are not well-known, you maybe get a clip and that may be emblematic of the movie, but oftentimes you're going into these things pretty blind, and that that can be a very very lonely walk in the dark if you if you know you get halfway in and you're watching somebody you know vomiting up canned tomatoes. <laughs> Just to pull an example at random. Or it could be a really enjoyable stroll with the evening stars in it, right? I mean, it. Uh, I, I love the fact that I did not know where this movie was going. Yeah, I thought I did at one point, and then I didn't. Now, at some point, I think you get a feel for what the movie sort of is if you're catching on to parts of it. Uh, but even then, you're you're not sure where it's going to take you and how she's going to end up. Yeah, uh, and it is one of those movies that does not give you everything with the bow at the end. It doesn't say. Life is now perfect for all these people. Yeah. But um, the, the journey, if we can talk about the journey, uh, sure is interesting and, and certainly gives you empathy for this person's situation. I think that's the key with this movie is that you really feel empathetic towards this character at the end. Yeah. You, like, I mean, this is somebody... It's, it's actually quite a poetic uh, encapsulation of mental health because it's somebody who wants to leave the apartment. You know, like we, we, we get we meet her knowing that she hasn't gone outside in a very, very long time. I think they said like it's nine years since the last time she went outside. I think it's, I think it's nine months, but obviously nine she, months. she struggled since yeah. she was a kid with yeah. all sorts of yeah, exactly. things. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's it, you know, you can see that she wants to. You can see that she wants to just walk, like get to the door and go, but just can't bring herself to do it. It's it's a beautiful encapsulation of a lot of those struggles and a lot of those feelings that people go through. But it's like, yeah, you know what? I would just like to feel something today, or I would just like to feel better today. But you know what? Sorry, I'm back in the jumpsuit. You know, it's um, it's it's really really poetic little look. Um, that's I'm happy that that I went to. I'm happy that I stuck with it. I don't know if I would have stuck with it if I was watching it at home. Yeah. You know, I my we were talking earlier. My week has been very chilly. My my tip has been very uh, cold film, top films. I saw a film this morning that you know basically made my heart explode, and it was just partly from just lack of humor and excitement over day one and two. So you're able to deal with the darker tones. Of yeah, the yeah, I'm, I'm rejuvenated. I had my right. B12 shot. I'm ready to go again. Um, how did I, you? I, oh, sorry, I was, I was going to ask you, how did you feel in the early parts of the movie? Because not only is there not a whole lot of humor, it is really enclosed in this one 
house, almost no. one room. I kind of thought that I I had my day. It, 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 it kind of felt like what I saw this morning, and I'm, I'm not really going to talk too much about that movie this morning because I'll talk about it later in the week. But it kind of felt like this morning was that one sunny day in January, and now we're going back into the blizzard. You know, which I was okay with. Like, yeah, now, yeah. This film is not back into the blizzard. This film starts very cold, very gray, uh, very dreary, but then it goes to some other places. Still not exactly cheery and chipper, but at least amusing. Um, uh, in, in and surprising. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. There's definitely some laughter at uh, in many parts of this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even at parts where like, I really shouldn't be laughing No, at this. but I mean, but. still... Um, how has your how's your week been so far? We're three days in, you're ten pubs in. Oh, uh, what fantastic! Do, what do you, that, that's like one third of the way in for you, isn't it? That uh, you're doing about twenty percent uh, through now. How many films are you doing? Fifty. My God, man! That's the plan, anyway. Every year, one or two slip by. Okay. Might have the same issue this year. We'll have to see. Uh, but so far, so excellent. Um, we start out with um, the Whistlers, the Cornelia Porum. Uh, Jeez, I'm not going to get his last name. Uh, from Lou. Yeah, I blew it. Him, the Becca. One of the Romanian directors, and, and I should know his name by now. I, I'm just I'm freezing on it. Um, he did Police Adjective, which is a very long and slow movie with an amazing 20 minute end. And one of those characters shows up in The Whistlers again in a very different <laughs> way, in a kind of weird modern film noir esque thing that still plays with language uh, because this guy is very fixated in language. He's getting funnier with every single film he does. Um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Which that is one now. That the best was, thing I've seen this year. I, I had that in my sights when I was putting my schedule together. Um, and it, my schedule is a little bit narrow this year because I'm working. But that was one that I had kind of circled and was I thinking about it long and hard. Uh, but ultimately passed on just because of scheduling. And you will see it. It's, it's going like, to it, it sure. will, yeah, It will show up eventually. You know, everything sh- I mean, that's the weird thing about TIFF now is everything shows up. Somewhere, somehow, some platform. Well, it's the smaller ones like the one we just saw that typically are going to be harder yeah, to they're see. They're still hard to find, up, but, yeah. but, but Portrait of a Lady on Fire will show up somewhere. Uh, it is the director of Girlhood, the director of Tomboy. I have heard nothing but just like a deep, deep effusion for it's, this movie. It's incredible. It's What emotional. is it about? Tell people what, what you may not be familiar with. Um, essentially, I mean, it's set several centuries ago where a young female painter has been commissioned to come and do a portrait of um, another young woman who's about to get married to a man she's never met, has no interest in the marriage, doesn't want to sit for a portrait. So the painter poses as a friend, a companion to walk with her and is going to try and you know burn her image in her mind so she can paint the portrait without the girl knowing. And it goes from there as they develop a relationship which becomes more and more close and emotional over a fairly short period of time. Yeah. Um, but it really feel you, you feel the passion, you feel this true relationship building. The style of this movie is incredible at times. I, I was saying to you earlier on, I'm, I love the fact that I can still be surprised by a movie, even with very, very small little things, a, an image of some kind. So what surprised you about Woman on Fire? Um, I don't want to give too many things away, but certain apparitions, uh, how music pulls into this movie in several different ways. There's a bonfire song that comes out of nowhere that is absolutely beautiful and so well used uh, by a group of women singing. It's just absolutely wonderful. Uh, yeah. And a few other moments and a final shot that is just 
oh, gl- wow. glorious. That I, I don't even want to say much more about. I really hope that it gets like Tiff tends to add screenings as the week goes on. If, if movies are really popular, if movies uh, get a lot of word of mouth, um, this goes over and above the final weekend where they tend to do their their People's Choice Award. Right. Um, so I am hoping that this is one that may get a little bit more attention, a little bit more. Uh, um, there was a woman sitting right in front of me that, that wept openly at one part of the movie wow. because it was so emotional and then I almost had a breakdown in another scene later and oh she was fine okay, yeah. okay so I, I'm really hoping yeah. otherwise like I will have to chase yeah. this down as soon as uh, I can Parasite fantastic enjoyable. that's new Bong Joon-ho another yeah. one that I've heard nothing about the Varda documentary about. because I love Agnes Varda yeah. uh, it's, it's such a great statement which I understand that one, that one was introduced by saying this is not a eulogy, but in a way, it's also a eulogy. Yeah, it's it is essentially her farewell to. Again, I'm assuming a lot, but I think it's her way of kind of summing up her career in her own way. And let me tell you about my inspiration, my creativity, and how I share. Those are three big words. And uh, boy, does she get that across. I, and she's just so inspiring to me in so many ways. I think, I'm not sure if you got me into Varda or if you just kind of stoked that fire uh, when it comes to that. But that, that's one of those things where I, I can certainly say uh, the last time we sat down back in 20. 10 mm-hmm. um, that she wasn't as prevalent uh, to me. Like, I, like at that point, I hadn't seen something like Cleo from five to okay. seven. I certainly yep. hadn't seen one girl sings, one girl does it. I, I wouldn't have been going for the you know the one that's here on the beach. Um, it's uh, it's it's been an interesting journey uh, over over the last you know more more than ten years of been doing Tiff. To see who I approach and why and how right, and everything, right. you know, um, Varda is somebody who wouldn't have meant much to me uh, nine years ago, which I know that's sacrilege to say. Well, no, I mean you, you can't love every single no. director around, but, still, you know, but but I think Beaches of Agnes came out maybe about a decade or so ago, yeah, right around that yeah. time frame, and then two years ago was Face to Place, Places. which is phenomenal that as was well. That to me is that's her kind of triptych about her creative process. Uh, yeah, uh, and she's done other work in there, visual artists, and any other kind of ways, and, and other films and all that. But uh, those are the three that I think have at least brought a little more researches as to why she's such an important director. Right, right. She, truly, she was really one of the first French New Wave directors, too. She had her first film before Godard, or two film. Yeah. So she's incredible. Yeah, she is. It was. It, I mean, it was one of those mornings where, you know, like, we're getting to the age where more and more days are met with the, ah, hell, that person died, right? Um, and, 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 yeah, the day that she happened to pass away this year, it, it was one of those, like, really bitter pills to swallow waking up to that news um another film that i saw that uh people might not have heard of is a film out of finland called maria's paradise mm-hmm. um this is a film about a cult um set in like the jazz age like the mid to late 20s so it's not a it's it's not a you know we you say like a movie about a cult figure and you kind of get a certain image in mind, right? Like you certainly get like 70s in mind, Jonestown kind of thing in mind. You don't necessarily get like 1920s uh, in mind. You also often don't get the image of a priestess instead of uh, you know a priest type scene. Yeah, yeah. So watching a movie that had uh, a cult with a priestess at the center was really chilling and really interesting and really different, um, really stark and beautiful in that Scandinavian kind of way. Uh, they, they have a certain demeanor 
when it comes to film. All all the countries gathered in that one part of the globe. Was it also humorous as well? Because not the, at okay, all. Okay, so this no, was this straight, was serious okay. as cancer. Okay. Yeah, um, it was. It, it, there was another moment in there, like you were saying, with um, uh, with portrait of a woman on fire, where it's like shocking. It's a, it's something that you see that surprises. Um, there's a, a moment like that in um, in Maria's Paradise that was not met with a jump scare. That was not meant to be like terrifying or anything like that, but audibly startled my entire audience without like the, the uh, accompanying the music of like a yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing you see in a modern Hollywood horror movie. It was that kind of thing that I do love about TIFF and going and seeing it in a dark room with a relatively full house and a crowd that's engaged is everybody can get like startled at the same time. Everybody will cry in the same moment. Everybody will laugh in the same moment. That's the thing that I do like about the festival and its ability to keep bringing people out is you get a room full of people that are actively engaged psychologically and mentally. And, and how they perceive it because everybody's got different reactions. Like yeah. the movie today, you know, people walked out yeah. at some point and yeah. they, they missed a lot of other really interesting stuff. There were people that but, laughed incredulously. There were people that laughed, like, you know, because something was actually genuinely funny. Uh, in, in this kind of movie, Lovey Tender, it's it's kind of um it's kind of a Rorschach test, right? It's do you see somebody that you should pity? Do you see somebody that you scoff at and say, get over yourself? Do you see yourself? Um, and and yeah, some people don't want to look at the inkblot, they just want to go on to look at another inkblot. Um, some people stick it out and they see what you know what that turns into. What have you learned about yourself today, Ryan? Uh, I have learned that uh, movies can still uh, grab me by the goodies and make me cry. I've learned that uh, any movie that seems like it's packaged up for one audience can be, in fact, for many audiences. I have learned that uh, jumpsuits are absurdly funny when they're worn out fully zipped and uh, accompanied by brown socks and shoes. I, I've, I've learned a lot. Um, so that's a good day. That is a pretty good day. Good you day. Know, and that's only on two films, really. That's a, that's a pretty good day. That ain't bad. Um, so how, how, like, how is this... How This year, I think, is really kind of an absurdity of riches. If I ever was going to do 50 films, this is the kind of year I could do it because... There, along with the big sexy glossy titles like *Knives Out* and like um, you know, there, there, there's a Terrence Malick film coming. You have, there's the biopics. The, there's the yeah, Judy. You have you have type like you have a new film by Corrieta. You have a new film by Terrence Malick. You have a new film by Robert Eggers who did uh, *The Witch* two years ago and now has one that was like one of the most requested ones. You have the new Takai Watiti and *Jojo Rabbit* that everybody seems to be frothing in the mouth. Um, in your estimation, like when you were putting together your list, were you thinking to yourself that this was kind of just down the middle? This was an embarrassment of riches? This was kind of weak? It's, it's a good question. I think I started out going like, hmm, I don't know what's going to happen. There's lots of movies that I had on my you know list that I want to see, but I wasn't sure. But then I started putting the list together and I started reading the synopses. I was like, oh, there's a whole bunch of movies that I'm interested in. This happens every year. Where you're never sure if you're going to get your whole list in and then suddenly you're like, oh, there's 15 yeah. that I can't see. 
and the more I'm hearing about the movies that I've you know programmed for myself, the more um, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just tell you again before, um, I have a day coming up later this week where I'm going to see uh, the newest Steven Soderbergh, the newest Coreda, the newest Roy Anderson, and the latest Olivia Asayas, all in the same day. Like that's a year. That's that's that's, it, that's somebody's entire year. That's insane for me. It uh, is. And, you know, those are all male directors. Yeah. Um, and I feel a little bit bad about that, but they're coming from you know decades of experience. I'm at ten films. I've seen six by female directors already. Um, I have to go back and check my schedule to see the rest. I like the fact that. And seeing that equal footing now, we we had a long conversation about that too. Is that I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it does. They we still don't have enough female directors. But now the conversations, the best films I'm hearing about, it's if not a 50-50 split, it's it's no longer the biggest issue when it comes to some of those movies. At the very least, you never know who the director is going to be. It well, used I mean, to be like, well, yes, we probably come from a the you know decades old the masters and all that right now we're going to be seeing some of these female directors move into that masters category and I'm looking for it's going to be a really exciting time because it's just by just by widening out our field of vision you're going to get a whole class of new artists that's going to be incredible to to have that many more voices you know speaking at the mic um, I will say this though I, I haven't brought this up in years past. Um, so this is now my fourth tip that I've dedicated exclusively to female filmmakers. Um, with without regret, by the way, I should say, um, in the four years I've been doing this, I, I I've seen amazing films. I've seen clunkers, just like in Tiff's past. You know, it sure. hasn't changed the quality of return that I'm getting, and I'm not making allowances or anything like that. I'm just taking it as as it is. I will say this much: as far as where everybody else is going and what everybody else is talking about and what everybody else is doing, um, I feel like I'm on a different route to get from A to B than the rest of y'all. Because for a while there, uh, I would go, we, when our social circle sort of opened up, it became like, you know, you would find just movie nerds and movie nerds and movie nerds every different week. Um, it became to the point where I would not go to a TIFF screening alone. Like if I was at a TIFF screening, even if I wasn't planning on going with you or Hillary Butler or Courtney Small or any of our other friends, um, I would meet you guys in line and be like, oh, you're seeing Love Me Tender? I'm seeing Love Me Tender. That actually happened today too. It did. Um, this approach has me, it reminds me of when I took a wrong turn coming home from Philadelphia and my GPS took me off the American interstate through this zigzaggy highway and then just dumped me out in Buffalo. Like I, well, no, I was going along like the most pleasant, lovely, scenic, idyllic, rural highway that you could possibly imagine. It was just winding and winding and winding its way across New York and then just boom, there's Buffalo. So I get to the Queen of Evil the same day you guys do, the same way you guys do, but I feel like I have taken the very long road around while the rest of y'all are on interstates. Seeing amazing stuff, but that's the one thing that's really strange is that it's taking, it's all in the same pots and we're all kind of talking about it, but I, I when I'm talking about movies like Maria's Paradise mm -hmm. or the first film I saw of, of, the, of the festival, uh, Tammy's Always Dying, I feel like I'm talking about it with like one other person who might have seen them and there's like 20 of y'all that saw Parasite. You know, it's a strange sensation. Yeah, no, it, it must be. I, I, I'm somewhere in the middle because I'm doing a lot. I, I have the ability to do that now, so I'm packing them in. 
I'm kind of on the interstate, but I'm doing the off roads. I'm doing the dirt roads, and then I'll get off the small highway. Then I'm back on the interstate again. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit all over the place. Uh, I saw Made in Bangladesh earlier on today. That probably a lot of people won't, and it's a lovely movie. Again, very empathetic to its, its characters who are uh, factory workers in, in Dhaka, in, uh, in Bangladesh, and really paints a really interesting picture as to their lives and where they live. They get that really good sense of place and the color. Oh my god, the color is gorgeous in this film. Okay. Um, so, like, yeah, those, those little offshoots. Yeah. Um, even if you do want to go to all the big films that TIFF, and that, absolutely, that's one way of doing it, see the stars, occasionally take that off. Well, but I mean, like, I always tell people, tip how you want to tip. If you yeah. want to do 70 films, do it. If you want to do one, do it. If you do want it. to see something before everybody else, because it has your favorite star who happens to be a superhero, do, do it. it. Exactly. But this is what I'm doing right now, and it's rewarding. It's just I'm noticing the slight disconnect between the way everybody else seems to be doing. Well, the good thing is that you'll then tell us about a movie that we wouldn't have even thought of. That's my hope. Like, see? And hopefully we'll do the same, too, if you're missing hope. ones that, uh, that you can't get to. So I want to end these dispatches this year with uh, what I call milk and cookies. I want to kind of pick something that has made you happy that does not happen to be within a movie. Maybe you hung out with somebody, maybe you saw something, maybe you ate something. What is something outside of the movies this week that has given you just a little morsel of joy uh, just walking in between movies running into Courtney and as we're chatting Hillary and our friend Mike Lane just kind of show up that's that part of the festival I, I love that random encounters saw you in the escalator today hey I'm gonna be in your movie in five minutes <laughs> that, that um, I can't get enough of that at TIFF and are you getting a lot of that this year or is it just uh, not a one ton moment? I mean uh, mention I mean, a few other again people it's day three yeah uh, mention a few other people that I bumped into probably see a few people in line at the Ryerson um, I, I wouldn't say more or less than any other year, um, but it's great when it happens. Uh, and then it's kind of like, oh shit, I gotta, gotta run off to another movie. Yeah. So that conversation maybe two minutes, but you you glanced off them. You got like I said, it's a, it's a sweet little thing yeah. Yeah. in the middle, in the middle of your rush. You know, it's 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 a nice thing, and one of the the better little uh, side effects of this festival, I think, as time goes on, you meet people. That's why I like to tell people talk to people around you. You know, don't yeah. get out of your phone, get out of your. I'm telling you, people, get out of your book. You know? <laughs> um, but um, that's it for tonight. Um, there'll be more of these. I think we'll do another one tomorrow. I hope tomorrow to do one after midnight. I hope tomorrow uh, to deliver the latest matinee cast I've ever delivered. Um, so do come back for that. Uh, TIFF is going on until the 15th. If you're in Toronto, if you're near Toronto, go to TIFF.net. Lots of tickets available. Uh, lots of ways to join in on what we're doing. Um, there's a lot of writing at matinee.ca slash TIFF. Um, there's, a po there's a post up right now about um, how to build a girl. There's also one up right now about time is always dying. There'll be one up uh, soon about uh, Love Be Tender. Uh, are you, you're not you're not doing the writing part so not much, so much anymore, right now. No, your no. Twitter is, is very much about what you're doing. So where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, what the hell is my Twitter handle? I think I'm a. I think you're at Bob Turkle. Right? Oh, you're at, no, you're at um, the logical the, mind. At the logical mind. There Thank you for telling me my Twitter ID. Is <laughs> I appreciate Follow that. Bob on Twitter. There will be a link in the show notes. Um, keep up with us. And uh, yeah, that's it for now. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob. For oh, thank you so much, everybody. Um, that's it for tonight. So we'll see you at the matinee and at Tim.